Fight University podcast episode three. Uh, recap of this last week in the UFC. Wanted to start out talking about the Demetrius Johnson and Dana White beef that's been going on in the news. Yeah, that has been the uh, talk of the town this past week or so. Uh, Demetrius coming out and basically saying that Dana's forcing fights on him and 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 making him fight uh, T.J. Dillashaw instead of you know Ray Borg. I believe was the original fight they had set up. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, man. It's uh it's the fight game, so they're they're always gonna try and throw uh the biggest you know biggest draw, I guess. Especially in the WME era, they're they're really going for the biggest draw per se, as as uh, opposed to who really deserves the next title shot. I I agree with DJ saying that you know TJ should come down and maybe have a fight at twenty five and show that he can make the weight. Um, before he you know gets a title shot, because it's not like he's not the champion at 135. He's a former champion, which is great, but you're not the current champion. And you know, it's uh, I want to see it because I think you know, as a fan, I, I think oh, be a great. I'd fight. love to see the fight. Yeah, great fight. But but as far as is that you know the best move for DJ's career? Eh, I, I think he's really the only person that can really tell that yeah i think i just think dana white's comments were kind of a little ridiculous and he says he didn't threaten to close down the flyweight division but then the same breath of air says that they've been talking about closing down the flyweight division for the last three years which it's only been around for five so if you only gave it two years to try to you know gather some steam behind it not not much time what, what kind of yeah what kind of you know you didn't you didn't give a shit about that you know division at all then you didn't you didn't care to promote it really that's really you know what it kind of put it out there as a as a chance and then when it didn't boom off like they thought it was going to or or maybe not thought but maybe wishfully thought that it was going to take off and it didn't you're kind of like screw it at this point why just it just doesn't make sense to i mean even say that you've been talking about closing it down for three years like yeah that just it just kind of comes out of nowhere but you know, I mean, think about if you're someone in the flyweight division, you know, at right yeah, now, shit on. Yeah, you're you're worried about what? Are you gonna have a job, you know, in a couple months, or are you gonna be forced to go up and wait and fight guys that are a lot bigger than you, or and are you just gonna get cut and have to go to another, you know, organization? You've the, yeah, you've got the largest fighting organization in in the world at the moment saying that you know your your fights are boring. You can't put on good fights. Like how would that make yeah, you feel? Yeah, just saying that they can't sell flyweights, which you know I just think they can't promote flyweights the right way. Or haven't. You know I just. Flyweight fights are definitely some of the most entertaining ones. I know, too, the casual, some people think, you know, oh, it's little guys, you know. But, I mean, they can totally sell it. You just got to promote it the right way. And, like DJ's talked about and you know, some of his grievances on MMA Hour, how, you know, he had to do all those tons of his own promo. And a lot of TV stuff that he shot never even got aired. And... You know, where's the promo leading up to any of his fights? How you see it maybe a couple of days before, but you don't see a buildup like the same way you would another, you know, major card. And it's funny that Dana White comes out in this recent interview and says that, you know, he thinks Connor's the pound for pound, you know, best champion, you know, because he takes any fight on it and, you know, short notice, doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, two two months ago or, you know, whenever DJ fought last, He's over here saying in the post-fight press conference that he's arguably the greatest of all time and that he's easily number one pound for pound and he just keeps on getting better and blah, blah, blah. 
And so which is it? So is <laughs> who, is who, he not yeah. the pound for pound? Is he garbage and, you know, blah, blah, blah. He can't sell anything or whatever. Or is he, you know, arguably the greatest of all time? You know, I don't... It doesn't make sense. And why are you as a promoter trashing your own fighter? I don't... What do you... What, what do you, you get out of that? that? Yeah, what do you what do you achieve out of that? Drama. This is just an ego thing, I guess, to Dana. But, I mean, it doesn't make sense when he wants to come out and try to trash some of his own fighters. I get when some fighters, you know, people get angry at their boss, get a little disgruntled. Like, I just, what comes to mind is the Luke Rockhold situation. I mean, talking about the state of the middleweight division and how it's BS and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Dana White came out and was kind of like, dude, you just got knocked the fuck out in the, you know, the first round. I don't know if you said knock the fuck out, but, you know, he, he said, you <laughs> know, you just got knocked out words. in the first round, you know, shut up and get back to work. But I'm like, dude, what are you? I mean, I, yeah, that's true. I get that. But, you know, you as a promoter, dude, you shouldn't be talking about your fighters like that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, you definitely, definitely. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, those are the money makers. You know, Dana, Dana, you're not, you yeah. know, you're not, yeah, you're behind the scenes and you're doing, you know, all the decision making, but you're not getting in the ring and Dana, sacrificing your body day in and day out to, and you're not who the people come to see. They don't come to see Dana White uh, sit in the sidelines. the and, UFC, yeah. you know, that's what yeah, they come we, to see. He right. wants He wants it to be and how it used to be in the past and how it's getting away from, I feel like, more now is more so, you know, which rightfully so, is that in the past it's always kind of been, it's the UFC show. You know, that's what you're selling. You're not selling right, you're, necessarily the fighters. You're selling the UFC, the brand, the company. And you remember five years ago when nobody called it MMA and it was just called the UFC? Oh, oh people you, fight still the, do that. you fight the UFC? Still, still people do that. <laughs> you know, tons of people will do that. You'll go and find, oh, you guys go to a UFC gym? And they're not referring to like the franchise UFC they're just, gym. Yeah, they're referring a, to a, a martial arts gym in general. Yeah, and you know that's kind of that's when you talk about MMA, you talk about UFC. That's just that's what it's known for, at least you know here in the United States, for sure. Uh, it's definitely just you know the biggest organization, so that's what people talk about. Yeah, but. I feel like the fighters now nowadays though are starting to supersede like you you know your Rondas yeah, and your Connors Connor, and, your, definitely. and even Connor. your Nate, Nate and and the Diaz brothers kind of they're they're getting they're superseding uh the name of the UFC you know as far as getting into the weed stuff and all that I mean you know uh, and there's other kids there other fighters that are going to get in and, and do the same thing um they're going to you know so it's it, I think it is the end or coming maybe to an end of the UFC era per se i don't know we'll see but i mean with wme is changing you know a lot of just how things are done it's just you know completely different from it was in the lorenzo you know dana times when era. well it was almost you know back in the day it was they a lot of it was like you know kind of like a family thing the fertitas and you know those you know infamous locker room bonuses and blah blah but you know i don't think all those locker room bonuses are happening anymore and people uh a little more outspoken that they're you know losing money and that they're not making as much money as they were uh you know sponsorships wise at least and things like that you got a lot of people willing to test out free agency now and uh there's lots of organizations out there that have a lot more money too i wouldn't say a lot more money but have a lot of money too uh, bellator spend. i mean they got the viacom money yeah yeah that's true that's, as far as financially goes that's yeah. probably i mean that's your your next big i mean you got well, Kunlun is just more. Does Kunlun do? No, they just do more. Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, but that's not rising. Even the that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, an MMA. That's yeah, that's I mean, out there's in tons Japan. Of, there's tons of Russian organizations too right. that are throwing big money at people. So there's you know there's options out there for people, but 
Uh, one thing I wanted to also discuss, what just happened last uh, last night, yesterday afternoon, I guess, was oh, Glory 42. I almost forgot. How did uh, you forget this? One thing I just wanted to touch on, you know, kickboxing, a little, switch it up a little bit from uh, UFC talk. Glory 42, uh, some awesome kickboxing fights that were going on. Uh, I believe it was in Paris. And the Merle, Merle Gronhart versus uh, Haru Gregorian fight. Uh, man, That's a some, twister. Yeah, some tough names to pronounce, kind of. Uh, but Gronhart's a beast and uh, landed a sick jumping knee in the second round, and Gregorian turned around. It was really weird. He kind of just turned around, low head back to his corner or something. I don't know if he thought the round was over or if because he got a massive cut over his eye from the knee. He thought the ref was positive or something. Well, we, well I don't knows. know what was going on. There's no standing eight count. So, right. you know, uh, Grunhart came in and landed a vicious right hook and knocked him out cold. And, I mean, if any of you guys have watched uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Victor Ortiz fight, it was very similar to that almost where, you know, it got where in that fight he got separated for a moment and, you know, Mayweather just, the second the fight was about to start again, Ortiz didn't have his hands up and got knocked the fuck out real cold. Gronhart, you know, came in with a hard right hook with, you know, Gregorian turned around and had his hands down and just got fucking laid <laughs> out. <laughs> laid out. Yeah, I that mean. That is the best way to put it. A lot of people, you know, fans came in afterwards. There was, like, two guys that came in from the audience that ran in and actually sucker punched Gronhart and, like, you know, Dude, some, it just was chaos in the rain. There was... Who is in this crowd that has the balls enough to run in the Seriously. ring with a professional kickboxer and try and and try Insane. and box them up like that? Those people are crazy. Yeah, not very smart idea, but it was really wild. I mean, everyone should go check that out. It was on Sports Center, you know, all yesterday oh, on Saturday, the, like crazy uh, on Sports June tenth was the day that it took place, and uh, yeah, super sick knockout and then super wild finish when you know these fans rushed in the ring and. Started throwing punches at Gronhart. It was insane. Um, go check that out. But the next thing we wanted to talk about was go on to the UFC Fight Night Lewis vs. Hunt card. Whoa, that whoa. was last night, uh, June June the 10th. Damn good card. You know, damn good card, especially for a free one. Um, lots lot of, of finishes. Yeah, lots of finishes. I was getting kind of scared watching the prelims, thinking everything All was going to go to the entire, decision. The entire main card, except um, for one fight, was yeah. finished. It was awesome. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then the main card came around, and it was it was great. And even the even the fight that went to decision, I mean, it was a beatdown. The uh, Alexander Volonovsky um, versus uh, Mititsu Hirota is how you say it. Mizuka. Probably Mizuka? yeah, I'm I don't probably know. butchering that. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, no, that that was a great fight. I mean, Alexander he dominated. You know, the, I think all of the rounds were. I think it was unanimous. Yeah, thirty twenty seven every round. He uh he put the beat down on that boy. But uh, I give it to Hirota for having an iron chin. Did you see that spinning back elbow that caught? I think oh, that was man. the second there was like round. Three or four or something Jeez. like that. There was, there was I mean, a couple that landed uh, real good. Man, he he landed that one. Had him up on Volkanovsky, the cage. Uh, landed that on yeah, Hiroto. landed the elbow clean when he was up on the cage and dropped him. And I, I thought it was over there, but I mean, Hirota, that dude is a is a is a beast, man, because he he did not go down. He 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 took that shit like a champ. There were some real good fights. Uh, John Morago on the prelims looked real good. Unanimous decision, very unanimous. Uh, 30-25, 30-27, 30-27. Yeah, that's a bad round I mean, he, right there. Yeah, for, <laughs> for, that's uh, that's pretty wild. You never really see two ten eight rounds. So. So John Morocco really beat that ass, according to the one judge. Right. But it was a real good fight. I mean, he he controlled most of it, uh, definitely. 
another good fight was Luke Jedi. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Jumei. Uh, Jumei, I Jumei, guess. I yeah, I, versus I, I, uh, Dominic Steele. That. that was a real good, you know, competitive fight too. Dude, Dominic Steele is jacked. Dominic Steele looks <laughs> like the dude huge. from Key and Peele. Uh, <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Crazy hair. Go Google both of those dudes, and you will completely agree with me. They look identical. It's insane. Yeah, that guy is a, is a monster. Um, but I, I I thought you know I really had my money on him. But uh, Luke came in there slanging and banging. Man, he really held his own. Yeah, Luke's the local, the town local. He's uh you know hey, one, last minute fight. One, one that was the, the last minute guy too, right? I uh, believe. I don't remember. I don't know about all that. But the New Zealand, he was you know one of the local guys, and I uh, got a big push from the crowd, and uh, looked real well. You know, looked real well. Looked real good. His uh. His striking was was real good, you know, very accurate with his shots. You know, just kind of remain calm and try to pick Dominic Steele apart, and uh, you know, did did pretty good when he kept it, you know, kept it on his feet. Yeah, he didn't he didn't get fooled by the feints. He sat back, was real patient, waited for his time, and and landed good strikes. The fight after that, uh, what is it? Vinick Pichel versus oh. Damian Brown. Pichel from hell was his nickname. He, he had <laughs> that. Dude. He had it tattooed on the inside of his arms from hell in crazy big bold letters. That zombie like style lettering. Yeah, that dude's a monster. What a it was freak. wild fight though. Very very early on, uh, you know, Brown came in pretty pretty crazy, throwing big combos at him, not really moving his head a whole lot, and uh, Pichel just timed him and He's, you know yeah. timed him as he came in. Had a short right, like hook, short right uppercut, kind of, uh, fr- from the from the body almost, you know, right from the hip. It wasn't even that strong. He just kind of timed it real well as Brown was coming in, and uh, went out cold. Yeah, you know? he he just set that right that uh, uppercut up right. He he started southpaw, and then as soon as Brown started coming in, he took he took that lead step, switched stance, and came with that uppercut and just rocked his world that, yeah timed it perfectly it was great it was a good fight very good fight ended uh you know three minutes into the fight so always entertaining when you get some quick first round knockouts yeah vince pichel is definitely not a guy i'd like to uh see in a dark alley yeah uh awesome fight also that was on the card uh, on the main card the first finish after the uh alexander volkov uh, Volkov, Volkanowski, man, I can't can't a, talk to that. That is a mouthful. Uh, after that fight was the Ben Win versus Tim Elliott fight. Ah, uh, Ben Ten Win. Everyone was looking forward to that fight. Tim Elliott, you know, comes to bring it. You know, that fight when he had against DJ was insane. You know, a lot of people expected. You know, kind of kind of hit him out of that, and uh, he came to bring it. He's just so interesting to watch. His, his style, that bobbing and weaving, moving yeah, back and forth, constantly just, moving, and you never know what he's gonna do. He's always Sprat. It's it's very interesting to watch. Kind of kind of strange. Yeah, very hard to to counter. You know, right off fight. the rip. Right off the rip, though. Ben Win. You know, trains a lot with uh, what is it? Tiger Muay Tiger Muay Thai. Yeah, his his striking's real good. So, you know, right off the rip, Elliot comes in and Ben lands a head kick, and I think it kind of rocked him a little bit. And you know, they clinch up, and I think Ben lands a knee right uh, right when he got him in the clinch, and I think it kind of rocked. Uh, you know, rock Tim Elliott a little bit, and you know, Tim Elliott goes for the head and arm choke, and it just doesn't end up. He know, got reversed. It doesn't end up easy, in his yeah. favor. Yeah, the head and arm choke. A lot of times, it works very well in the women's divisions. Uh, as you see, Ronda Rousey used it. That was her one of her main things, and she dominated the division with it for a long time. Uh, but it's very easily countered, and uh, Ben Wynn just countered it. You know. St- Got his back real quick and uh, took his back and got, sunk his hook, 
sunk his hooks in. Man, I can't talk. And uh, just finished him real quick. Got the rear neck choke. And, uh, you know, about 48 seconds. What was it? You had something like that in yeah, the first round? Yeah, under a minute. Yeah, so right, 49 yeah, seconds. 49 seconds. Yeah, so very good fight. I did not see that coming. I mean, Not t- at all. Tim Elliott's a gangster. And, you know, for, for Ben to come in and do that at you know such a young age, he's such a young dude. He's, what, I think 24? Five, uh, 28 oh, there yeah. you go still, 28 still young but very very young guy he's got you know not a whole whole lot of experience uh very good just, record though yeah you can just you tell know. that he he prepared very well yeah. for this fight i mean he 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 knew that tim was going to be doing that crazy bob and weave thing and you can see that as soon as he saw him go to the side he came up with that kick and i mean just just caught him perfectly and like you said i think it rocked him and that's what got him into the clinch and then you know, they're on out. Well, he yeah. always comes to bring it. Ben's, you know, that's what's so fun about him, at least. You know, win or lose, he's he's always coming. And, you know, he's a big uh, member of Reddit MMA community as well. So, shout out to Ben. Woo-hoo! But, um, yeah, next fight was the, you know, Ion Kutilabe, however you pronounce his name, these crazy yeah. names. Yeah. First, you know, Henrique De Silva. And that was insane, you know. Uh, Kutilabe came out with, you know, that JDS, how you know Junior DeSantos comes out in the very beginning, walks to the center of the ring, and you know slams his hand down like he's you know ah. shit's about to go down. <laughs> you know Kudelabe came out and did that right, and you know walked all the way over, real intense, and did it right in front of Silva's face. And oh man, it was it was a little psycho almost. People were you know kind of like, what's going on here? But uh, I mean, he knocked him out real quick in 22 seconds. It was uh, it was a pretty wild fight. Yeah, that that knockout was absolutely insane i uh i i just can't believe that fight ended so quickly <laughs> yeah that guy then again when you look at that i how do you even say that kutalaba when you look at that guy that guy is i mean he's just fucking he's just crazy looking you can tell in the look in his eyes that he's he is there to bring it and uh it's gonna take a wrecking ball to get him out and he uh he proved that last night i guess for sure <laughs> Uh, Dan Hooker versus Ross Pearson was a real good fight as well. Um, the hooker. <clears throat> Ross Pearson looked really good, you know, with a lot, lot of head movement. You know, he looked real sharp. Super Jack too. He looked jacked. He's always big guy for the yeah. division. He's kind of, you know, shorter. Definitely versus Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker has looked huge against him. You know, six foot for lightweight. It's pretty big long, guy. Lanky dude. Real long and lanky. Um, like you said, just in, try to control the range, and occasionally got baited into a little bit of a brawl with Ross Pearson. Uh, you'd hear his coaches, you know, tell him to get back and, you know, keep your distance. He had a sick knee, though, timed it real well. It was kind of keeping timed his... perfect. Trying to keep his range with his jab, you know, trying to avoid uh, all the head movement that Pearson was doing. Timed, you know, timed as he was bobbed and weaved in and just landed a knee, just threw the knee up there real sharp and timed it perfectly and got, you know, flattened Pearson right away, uh, you know, halfway into the second, pretty much. And And not to mention that... Uh, you know Dan's a uh, jab was not working very well to compared to Pearson's uh Ross Pearson's jab. I mean Ross Pearson's jab was tearing him up, but he like I said Dan just saw it, timed it. As soon as he saw Pearson was about to throw that jab again, he just leaned in with the knee and I mean just caught him right on the chin. It doesn't get doesn't get any cleaner than that, really. Yeah, he said that's something that they really worked on a lot in this camp was to try to, you know, time it as he was bobbing and weaving and Get yeah, that, get that knee up jab. there. I mean, and geez, for you know, a six foot lightweight just threw that knee up there. It Bink. was you know, no little effort. It was it was real sick. Very uh, 
Very nice highlight reel knockout for Dan Hooker. Yes, get this guy a uh, – let's get him a new video going. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You know, because uh, Dan Hooker and Ben Wynn were the two performance of the night uh, winners. Uh, the fight of the night was Mark Hunt versus Derek Lewis. So all those people got fight of the night, $50,000 bonuses. Uh, Derek Brunson versus Dan Kelly fight was next. I can't believe that didn't get a performance of the night bonus. That yeah. was, I mean, that was a beautiful knockout as well. That ended real quick. Uh, Dan Kelly did not look very good at all. Derek Brunson came out, you know, trying to, you know, make amends, I guess, for the uh, Anderson Silva and Robert Whitaker losses, you know, his last two straight. Um, Anderson Silva, I thought he actually won that fight, but decision. I thought he got robbed, but. You know, Don't it, let it go to the judges. It is what it is. But uh, Dan Kelly came out real strong against him, and uh, you know, got baited. Yeah, I just prime uh, example. I mean, that Derek Brunson. That I mean, that was so beautiful. He he stuck the jab out there, waited for him to you know waited for uh, him to parry, and as soon as he stuck that arm out there all the way to parry, Brunson just came right over with that or left hand. Sorry, he's a southpaw. He came over with that left hand, and it was lights out for Dan Kelly. Yeah, just double double jab to the you know overhand left at that point, and landed real clean and dropped Dan Kelly and just finished him up from there. Uh, Dan Kelly's a pretty old guy, bandaged, bandaged up, bandaged up all over his knees. I mean, it's you know perfect example of the dad bod. Doesn't look very in shape, you know that. But he's a good fighter. He's a real good... And only two losses. Real good uh, judoka and, you know, shit. Beat Rashad Evans last fight. And uh, Chris Camozzi. La- Rashad, Rashad Evans hasn't looked that great as of late. But, you know, we'll see uh, We'll see what's next for him. He should be coming back. I think he's got a fight coming up sometime soon. Uh, we'll see where he goes from here. But uh, the fight of the main event was the Mark Hunt versus Derek Lewis fight. The Super Samoan versus the Black Beast. I love Mark Hunt. This dude is the man. I don't care if his record is almost 500. He is still the man. Uh, he's not had uh, easy competition his whole career. But, uh, I mean, I think there are a lot of people looking forward to this fight. We, everything everybody knew, uh, they were going to stand up and bang. I think most people were more uh, interested in to see whether uh, whose cardio is going to last longer. And, uh, you know, Mark, Mark Hunt lasting him out. You know, I, and they were going back and forth. I mean, it was really like they were saying during the commentary. Brian Stan, he's like, it's hard to judge because the whole time you're just waiting for that one knockout punch. You know, it's just around the corner. You just don't know who or when it's gonna land. You're just sitting there whole, the whole time waiting for that knockout punch. But those dudes went back and forth, and you know, uh, Derek Lewis, he 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 just gassed out. I mean, when you when you put your hands on your hips in the middle of a fight. It's multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah, it is time. It's time to get back on the row machine, and it's time to get back on the treadmill, buddy. Yeah, both. I mean, both the guys tipped the scale at two sixty-five. They um, cut weight for heavyweight. That is so. Insane. You know, it's kind of funny that this was the fight that actually went the longest on the entire card, which no one would have expected that. If anything, you would have thought this would probably be the quickest fight. Right, crazy, you know, knockout artist guys. Oh, both got some, you know, pretty good chins, but still crazy knockout artist. Uh, you know, Mark Hunt got a lot more experience as far as just he's been around a lot longer, seeing the who's who. Uh, you know, his K one days as well as you know his fighting days and MMA. Um, Derek Lewis, you know, 
hasn't had as stiff a competition, but he's uh, always game. Very funny, fun, entertaining, heavyweight to watch. And uh, came out, was throwing some wild front, you know. Head kicks. Yeah, Crazy wild switch kicks. kicks. Wild, you know, head kicks. And uh, threw a bunch of them. I think that's what actually probably winded, winded him and gassed him really heavy a lot of the point. Um, I, th- I those thought, in the knees yeah. he was throwing, they're trying to, uh, you know, jump you know jumping oh, the knees. Flying knees yeah uh but you know they're big guys and uh it is what it is i think he could have conserved his energy a little bit you know smarter it was probably the game plan that you know mark hunt kind of keeps his hands a little bit low and wanted to catch him with one of those head kicks but you know i think you gotta i mean you gotta set it up a little bit more than just constantly trying to throw you know switch kicks as you're walking in it's pretty impressive for a 265 plus pound man to, <laughs> to, be, th- to be throwing those but uh i mean you got to set him up or something because mark hunt that ain't gonna work with him he's been there done that he's you know seen the who's who of striking and uh that ain't gonna work with him yeah i i, I thought Derek lewis's striking actually looked much better than it has in the past uh you can definitely tell that he's been in the gym um really getting it he as far as working his cardio man right as far as in the ufc i mean i think he probably has some i mean the least experience you know as far as training and stuff like that goes i mean he he openly admits like in his last interview uh from his last fight that he's not you know the most technical fighter he's just you know he's a brawler but i thought last night that you could definitely tell his striking has improved and you know, he, he's talking about retiring, you know, getting yeah. married next month and retiring, but I'd really love to see him get get back in the ring and, and uh, keep practicing the craft because I think he has the potential to, to be a serious, serious contender. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think he'll end up, you know, retiring for good. Once he misses the money. I, I think he just, well, he just signed a new contract. I was talking about how he's one of the highest paid heavyweights you know probably in the ufc now so how much is he getting do we know i don't know yet but uh you know i'm sure he's, he's getting paid and he's making uh, a lot of fight of the night bonuses performance of the night bonuses so you know he's been getting paid pretty well and heavyweights always have a history of getting paid a little bit more because there's uh there's a demand for heavyweights it's the draw uh but also i saw someone i forgot who it was tweet out something about he's had i think it was 11 fights in the last 30 nine months something like that Jesus. i mean last pretty much a little over the last three years he's had about average four fights a year uh no one i mean that's like donald cerrone yeah, you know people and there. and this dude's a heavyweight so this is you know he's taking a beating on his body in training uh beating on his body in his fights you know a lot of his fights have been pretty quick fights um you know some have not though and he's had you know some ko's in those times and you know uh knocked people out gotten knocked out He's had uh, some rough win or some rough losses, you know, to Matt Mitrione and uh, Sean Jordan. This one to Mark Hunt sucks because you know he was climbing, climbing that way up to the title contention. Really, shit. He was, if he beat Mark Hunt, he was probably maybe one fight away away, you know, from very close to a title from shot. title shot. You know, maybe one fight away. Um, but I don't think he's gonna stay retired. I think he's gonna come back after you know spend too much money on his honeymoon. Get a nice break, you know. Finally, get some rest, and uh, once he gets that itch again, he'll come back, and hopefully, we'll see him versus uh, versus another you know stand up guy. Because you know when you get some, he's had a couple boring fights as well. Like the Roy Nelson one was kind of boring, and 
you know, people wanted to try to take him down and hold him down because they're man, Derek Brunson or uh, Derek Lewis got some power. So yeah, I I would be afraid of not that man. not technical at all, but he just swings so hard and has so much power. It's just it's crazy. Um, all it takes is that one that one clip. Real big done. dude. But Mark Hunt, you know, had the answer for him and uh, it paced himself and took it into the fourth round and finished him there. And uh, Derek Lewis looked, he looked real tired, you know, from the get go. You know, he, he came out throwing those crazy kicks, the, you know, flying knees, and, you know, was pretty exhausted. I felt pretty early. He wasn't breathing that heavy going, you know, into the second round. Uh, but as it progressed, it was just, it was, it looked bad. You know, it looked like a, Someone who really was not in shape at all, cardio-wise, for this fight at least. Yeah, no, I, uh, Derek Lewis, you know, Mark Hunt looked like a true veteran, you know, last night. He really, he really showed that he knew what he was doing in the octagon and that everything, you know, his, uh, his patience is what what won him that thing. He sat back. He didn't get too crazy because he knows that you know all it, in the heavyweight division, all it takes is that one punch. You know, so when he had him rocked a couple times, he didn't rush in. He stayed back, played it smart, and you know got him the W. Yeah, it was real real smart. Uh, you know, game plan from Mark Hunt. Uh, also landed a bunch of shots to the body. Started doing that more so in the third, you know, third round or so. Started and going to the body. Really ruin your cardio right there. Yeah, so that definitely took some out of Derek Lewis. Um, but you know, he he did a real real good uh, real good effort of you know kind of keeping his distance as well. You know, Lewis had the range on him, so he wanted to get in. Uh, you know, as Derek Lewis is backing up against the cage, pretty much stayed against the cage the whole fight. Trying to bait him in, uh, but it just wasn't working with Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt knew what was going Mark on. Mark Hunt even told him that one time. He was like, "Come forward, come on, get yeah. off the cage." <laughs> it was a good fight, though. It was a very good Great fight. Great fight. Yeah, good, good night of fights, man. The whole card was actually pretty, yeah. pretty damn good. Very was, entertaining for, for especially for a free card. Yeah, I'll take it. A free card with not a whole lot of huge names for you know the casual fans, but it was a very entertaining card, and you know, hopefully, we get more of these kind of cards where we can get some of these people's name out there and uh get a little a little more exposure to the casuals and you know see if we can build their name oh yeah good night good good night uh i think that's about it it's gonna wrap this episode up just go ahead and uh follow us on twitter at fight you podcast that is fight the letter u podcast and follow us uh support the page on patreon uh, that is patreon.com type in fight university you can find us there uh, also follow us on youtube as well fight university check us out uh, episode episode three podcast fight university we are out see ya